Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is all about why you should consider paying for your own wedding. So 11 reasons to pay for your own wedding. Now, before you turn this off, you might be thinking, uh, no way, I'm not turning down free money. My parents said they're paying for it. Why Why in the world would I refuse that? Why would I go into debt or take out loans or you know, have a, a smaller, cheaper wedding if my parents are offering to pay for it? I get it. It is very hard to turn down money. I have never had somebody offered to give me tens of thousands of dollars um, for a big event. So I can't even imagine how difficult it would be. But I definitely think there are some reasons to pay for your own wedding. Um, Some things I guess money can't buy. So maybe you don't need to outright refuse your parents' money. But hopefully listening to this episode, it'll give you some things to think about. Maybe you want to reconsider saying yes to the money or to all of the money. Or if you're in a situation where you are already paying for your own wedding, there was no money offered to you. Hopefully this episode makes you feel a lot better about that. All right, so let's dive right in. So the first reason why you might want to pay for your own wedding, this is the big one, you're in control. You get to make all the decisions. You can pick the theme. You can pick the venue. You can pick how big or small your wedding is going to be. The guest list, totally up to you. You pick what you're going to wear. You pick the food you're going to serve, the music you're going to play. Absolutely everything is your decision, you and your partner's. And you can make those choices sort of free from any outside opinions, which leads me perfectly into the second reason, no other opinions. Of course, uh, just because you're not taking money from your parents, and when I say parents, it could be anyone who's you know, donating to your wedding who wants to help pay for it, it generally is the parents. But if you have aunts or uncles or grandparents or 
friends who really like you and for some reason want to pay for your wedding, uh, sub those people in anytime I say parents. So that's not to say that just because you're not taking money from those people, they're not going to have opinions. Of course they are. <laughs> um, family members have opinions, parents have opinions, especially if they are invested in your wedding day and they did want to pay for it. It's not like as soon as you say, oh, no, thanks, mom and dad, uh, they're just going to close their mouths and have no thoughts. They will have thoughts. They'll have opinions. But the nice thing about you paying for it is you kind of have the final word. They can't hold anything over your head like, oh, you know, dad wants you to get married at this venue where his buddy Chuck can get you a discount. But it's this like hideous place with, uh, I don't know, carpeting on the walls and it's three hours away from your ceremony space and it smells like smoke and it's dark and dingy and gross, but your dad wants you to get married there because he knows this guy, Chuck, who's going to get you a good deal. And your parents kind of say, well, we're paying. So that's the venue we want. The nice thing with you paying is you can say, actually, we're paying. So that's not the venue we want. Um, of course, you will still have to put up with their opinions. They might get a little upset. But at the end of the day, you have the final word and there's nothing that they can really hold over your head, which is really, really nice. The third reason is um, the timeline. You are the one who is in charge of your own timeline, which is you know, it doesn't sound like much, but it can be really, really freeing to know that you can start planning your wedding, booking things anytime you want. Um, you know, on their lunch break, on the weekend, you don't have to coordinate your schedule with anyone else. You don't have to check to see when's mom free, when's dad free. I know they want to go look at venues with me or go look at wedding outfits or whatever it is. It's totally up to you. Um, and you can also get started when you want, because I know a lot of parents kind of drag their feet um, right after the engagement. They say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, we're so excited. You know, we'll, we'll pay for the wedding. No problem. No problem. And then when it actually comes time to start planning to go look at venues and stuff, you see this all the time. Um, you know, brides and grooms, are always like, oh, my parents, you know, they said they were going to pay for it. But every time I'm like, hey, let's go look at venues. They're like, oh, no, no, we've got time. Oh, I'm busy this weekend. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something comes up and they're just sort of dragging their feet and not really wanting to get involved right away, not wanting to give you a, a number. There's so many couples who are like, we can't start wedding planning because our parents refuse to tell us how much they're actually going to give us. So we don't know, you know, what sort of vendors to go to go look at. So that's very difficult. And especially if you are planning a wedding in 2021, 2022, possibly even 2023, we all know that things are booking up really quick. All of those postponed COVID weddings are getting pushed and it's very difficult to find, um, you know, a Saturday venue in whatever the good season is in your area, you know, in the fall or whatever um, in 2021 or 2022, because everything is just booking up so fast with all of those postponed weddings. So if you have parents who are dragging their feet, not wanting to go visit venues, not giving you a firm number, that can be super, super difficult. And you might decide, hey, it just makes sense for us to pay for this ourselves and get started. The fourth reason why you might want to pay for your wedding yourself is because you might get to have a smaller wedding. So assuming if you're paying for your wedding yourself, it's going to be smaller just because of budget. Maybe you aren't able to put on the same size wedding as your parents could afford without, you know, going into serious debt or taking out loans. And I've talked about this in past episodes, really not a believer in taking on 
debt for your wedding. Um, I think if that is your situation, if you cannot afford uh, a big wedding, you either need to downsize and have a small wedding you can afford, or you need to postpone and save up for the wedding. I don't think it's a good idea to start your wedding off or start your marriage off rather with debt and loans hanging over your head, especially for just a one day event that really could be as cheap as getting a license and running down to city hall. Hopefully you have a little bit more money than that and you are able to have, you know, a smaller celebration. And I've talked before in past episodes about, you know, the, the, joys and the best parts of having an elopement or an intimate wedding. That's what my partner and I are planning, just sort of 25 people. And we're really excited about it. That is our dream wedding. We don't want to do a big 200 person thing. We're very happy with 25 guests. It's really cool because we're actually going to have a chance to talk to our guests, sit down, spend time with them, not just do a quick like walk by their table. Hi, thanks so much for coming, Kesia. Uh, we actually get to sit down, have conversations. We get to have a more personalized day. Uh, we're both introverts, so that's going to be a lot easier for us to have a smaller guest list and not be the center of attention with 200 people. So if those are all things that sound good to you, then maybe a smaller wedding is your thing. And maybe that's easier to have if you are the ones paying, because I think some parents would be a little bit upset if they heard that their child was going to get married with just 25 people when they were hoping to invite 50 of their friends from Bridge Club. <laughs> Number five is you can make your wedding more personal. This actually gets to be your wedding, what you want it to be, not what your parents want it to be, not your parents' wedding. You hear a lot of couples whose parents are I would say too involved in the wedding planning and who sort of take it to mean that, you know, planning their kid's wedding, they get to finally have the wedding of their dreams. Maybe that's what happened to them when they got married, their parents or grandparents ended up doing all of the planning. So now they're like, it's my time. <laughs> they pick out the venue that they wished uh, they had gotten married at. They choose an outfit for you that they you know, wish they had worn, serve the food that they wanted. And it really just starts to feel like it's not your wedding anymore. It is up to your parents. Um, and that sucks. So a great way to sort of take back that control again is if you control the purse strings, you get to make those decisions and you can make it a wedding that is about you and what you want and is real, you know, to your life and to your wishes and dream of what you want your wedding to look like, not what your parents want your wedding to look like. So for us, one way we're kind of doing that because we are paying for our own wedding and it is smaller, we get to serve our favorite food. So instead of hiring a caterer to sort of serve um, a pretty basic, you know, chicken or fish dinner to 200 people, we're actually going to get our favorite restaurants, my favorite sushi restaurant, my partner's favorite pizza restaurant to cater our little um, wedding because we're 25 people. It's really easy. We can just order a few pizzas, a couple trays of sushi, and we're good to go. And that makes it much more personal and much more about us and not just something that we'd have to go with in order to serve a ton of people or something that our parents would pick. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so the sixth reason why you may want to pay for your wedding yourself is lost my place in my notes. <laughs> it is because maybe you could use the money for something else. So this is a huge one. If your parents have come to you and said, hey, we have, I don't know, $10,000 that we'd love to give you for your wedding. Is there the option for you to say, thank you so much. That's so generous of you. Is it okay with you if we put that money towards something else? Maybe you're able to put it towards a down payment for a house. Maybe you want to go back to school and that could pay for your tuition. Maybe you need a new car. Yours is falling apart or I don't know. You don't have a car. You need one. Uh, maybe you can go on a really amazing honeymoon. Maybe you have children coming and you have some expenses there or you need to put your kids through school. Whatever it is, ask your parents if they're open to you putting that money towards another life expense. Um, just a little personal note for us, my partner and I, we did buy a home a couple of years ago and we went to our parents and we asked, hey, um, would you would you like to contribute towards our down payment? Uh, we can do it as a loan. So some of our parents said, yes, absolutely. Uh, we'd love to just take it. This money is a gift. And others said, um, yes, we'd happy, happily contribute, but it will be a loan when you sell you know, we'd like this money back. Um, so we sort of worked it out with uh, with each of our parents. Uh, we have um, divorces and, and lost um, parents who have passed away. So it's <laughs> a bit of a mishmash. Um, but we were able to work that out. And what we told them was, hey, this is sort of, you know, this is the one time that we are going to be hitting you up for money. We don't want you to put any money aside for our wedding. We would love anything that you want to contribute, that you're able to and willing to contribute to go towards our house fund. Um, so, you know, please don't put aside money that you want to save for our wedding. We would really appreciate if all of it could go into the house. And our, all of our parents were very understanding about that, very happy to contribute towards that. And I think really, um, you know, proud of us and, and understanding that the house was going to be a better investment for us and the more expensive of the two uh, between the house and the wedding. So that is how we did it. Hopefully your parents um, would be open to something like that too. I know there are probably some parents in some cultures where the wedding really is the big thing and that's what they're putting their money towards and sorry, you can't use it for anything else. Or maybe they're very you know, well off and they say, hey, we're happy to kick in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to your wedding. Don't worry, we'll kick in for your house too and your tuition and your car and your honeymoon. Um, but if you are in that boat where it's like, hey, it's, you know, $10,000, use it for whatever you want. It could be a really good idea to put it towards something that is not just, you know, a one day party, but actually an investment into your life, something that's going to last longer, something that's going to serve your whole family, um, you know, a place you can live in, a roof over your head that's huge. If you can get into the housing market, if you can, you know, pay back some student loans, even, even just going on an amazing honeymoon, you know, okay, it's not going to last forever. It does last longer than a wedding. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would put the money towards a honeymoon over a wedding, but I have, you know, different priorities than you perhaps. But that is an option. And I think um, that's a really cool way to to do things if your parents are open to that 
for you to pay for your own wedding and to use their money for some other sort of investment into your life. And the sort of bonus on that is that there's usually less room for their opinions on those other decisions. So let's say you take the 10 grand and you put it towards a house. Sure, your parents might have, you know, some opinions on what kind of a house you're going to get or where you should live, but it's not going to be as many opinions as they would have about a wedding. They're not going to be asking about the guest list and what food you're serving and who's going to do your hair and where you're buying your outfit and what music's going to play. They might you know, they might come with you on a few house visits, but I don't think it would be as intense as their involvement in a wedding, just from my experience. <laughs> Number seven, the seventh reason why you might want to pay for your own wedding is that you can actually practice budgeting with your partner, which is huge. Um, as you probably know, money problems are a huge cause of divorce amongst married couples. One of the biggest cited reasons for getting a divorce is issues with money. So if you can start practicing, um, you know, working with money, setting a budget with your partner right away, that's amazing. And it's a really important skill for you and your partner to work on. Um, and I know that sort of sounds silly, like, oh, we should turn down our parents' free money just so we can practice budgeting. But I actually think it could be really, really, really valuable. Um, this way you are both involved in the wedding budget. It's not just this, you know, secret thing that your parents take care of and sort of loop you in on every now and then. You're spending your own money. You know, it's real. It doesn't feel like monopoly money that someone else is, is spending for you. You get to do... Um, research on costs when you're looking up different vendors and ven venues you can um, really figure out you know what things actually cost you get to practice saving maybe you've decided hey we're going to put aside this much of each paycheck um, in order to save up for our wedding you get to keep track of expenses hopefully you have some sort of a spreadsheet or something for all of your wedding expenses possibly you get to practice negotiating depending on you know the vendors in your area maybe that's a possibility so there's a ton of money skills that come into uh, your wedding budget and being in charge of your own wedding budget that if your parents took care of it you might totally miss out on these opportunities and just if I can go on a little bit of a tangent here um, I really really think it is so important if you're or not talking money with your partner, regardless if it's for the wedding or not, you should definitely be talking about money with your partner. I don't know that I've done an episode on this. Maybe I will if I haven't yet, but I think it is so, so important. And a really great, easy way to do that is to have a monthly money meeting. Um, so put it in the calendar, make it the same day every month, the same time. And that way it's not, you know, one of you nagging the other one to talk about money. It's just, it's something in the calendar. We do it every month. You can give yourself a little reward. Maybe after the meeting, you go out for ice cream or you watch a movie or something like that. So it's fun. And at that meeting, you just get, you know, super open and honest and vulnerable about your money. So the first few meetings might be kind of awkward, um, uncomfortable, especially if you've never talked money before, but it is so, so, so important. Um, and it's like wild how many people have no idea how much money their spouse makes. They, like they don't know what their, um, you know, monthly or biweekly income is. They don't know what their debts are. And that's like, that's not, a, that shouldn't be a surprise. That shouldn't be a secret. Even if you have decided not to combine your money or not to combine it fully, you should still have some transparency about money. Um, so there's tons of resources online for this. There's some great questions to go through with your partner about like your money history. So sort of how you were brought up about money, um, your different like money preferences. Are you a saver? Are you a spender? What do you want to do with your money? Talking through things like retirement. Um, how are you saving for that? Are you investing? What sort of debt do you have? How are you paying it back? How do you want to save for a house or for children? Um, how much of our money should be going towards, you know, monthly expenses versus long-term savings, just tons of questions like that. And what my partner and I do, we have this monthly money meeting. We've sort of gone through all of those questions. We're on the same page. We know what our goals are. And 
then we have a spreadsheet that we fill out every month that sort of tracks our income, our major expenses, and our investments, um, and any debt that we have to repay. And it's um, it's super helpful, and it's really cool to actually have those numbers out in the open. Everyone's on the same page, and once you sort of get part past the scary part of you know admitting your debt or your spending habits or anything like that to your partner, it actually opens you up to this really like fresh, brand new, clean slate. Um, everything is out there in the open and then you get to the fun part you get to start like building your wealth together which is really really cool so I strongly encourage you to start having a monthly money meeting with your partner even if you are not paying for your own wedding it is super important and I think it will help um, get you on the same page for a lot of your life goals together and help you avoid a lot of problems that come up with money Okay, sorry, way too long on that one. <laughs> Number eight, the eighth reason why you might want to pay for your own wedding is that you get to practice prioritizing and compromising. So again, these are really important skills for your marriage. You're going to have to learn how to compromise if you can't already and prioritize things. And you may actually be able to avoid this if your parents pay for your wedding. So if your parents are pushing their own priorities or if they're sort of saying, hey, we're paying for everything, like no need to compromise, whatever you want, um, you, you avoid this. But if you are the ones who are paying for your own wedding, you have to decide what kind of wedding you're going to have. Um, you know, who gets what, if you want one thing, your partner wants something else, who wins. And especially if you do have that limited budget or you're spending your own money, it's, you know, real money, not this sort of mythical fake money that your parents are in charge of. It, it becomes real. You really have to make those decisions together about what you want your wedding to look like and whose priorities are going to win out if you're on different sides of the page. So a good way to do this, um, lots of wedding blogs, I guess, sort of recommend this is that separately, you both make your list of the top three things that are most important to you on your wedding day. So let's say yours are like photography, food and music and your partners could be um, photography, drinking, <laughs> whatever the drinks are. And um, I don't know the vows. So you come together, you put your list together and you have your top six or your top three to six if you had some overlapping. And those are your priorities for the wedding. So you've got the top, you know, three to six things that are super, super important to you and everything else is not a priority. So you keep each other on track, you keep coming back to your list. When you start to get lost in the world of florals, you remind each other, hey, that wasn't on our top six list. It's not a big priority for us. You know, let's let it go or let's choose the more affordable option. You learn how to make sacrifices, you talk through some big decisions, you figure out how to get on the same page. Lots of really important stuff that will come up time and time again in your marriage. You are going to have to make a lot of sacrifices and compromises and work together on big decisions and getting on the same page, you know, for the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, however many years of your marriage you have together. Um, so it's great to start practicing that right away with your wedding budget. Okay, the ninth reason why you might want to pay for your own wedding is that you have no awkward money talks with your parents. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about, these uh, money chats, discussing the budget, asking for money, asking for how much money. It's so awkward. I actually did an entire episode about this called How to Talk to Your Parents About Your Wedding Budget. So I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to that. Uh, lots of great tips in there about how to actually talk money with your parents. Um, but it, it can get awkward. And if you can avoid it entirely by paying for your own wedding, that might be a good option for you. Especially if you know, if you have a difficult relationship with your parents, um, you're not that close, or 
possibly the other side, you are very close and they're, you know, very controlling, very invested in your life. Both of those situations can make it really difficult to talk about money and then have them be in charge of the purse strings. Um, if your parents are in some sort of a financial crisis, you know, they're not very well off or they've, you know, recently uh, lost a job or something like that. That can be really awkward to talk money with them if they're in that situation. If they're just, you know, weird about money, if money was always a taboo subject growing up, uh, they never talk about it. They never talk about amounts. It can just be really awkward to have that conversation and sit down with them and say, hey, how much do you want to give us for our wedding? Um, so if you pay for it yourself, you can totally avoid that. You can avoid any, you know, follow up talks because you will probably have to talk about money more than once. You can avoid having to go back for them and ask for more money if things go up in costs. Avoid giving them any bills or having to ask them for receipts. Just the whole thing can be very uncomfortable. Um, and I don't usually advocate for avoiding uncomfortable conversations. I'm a really big um, fan of just communicating as much as possible. I think it's very important. But if you do have a bit of an uncomfortable relationship with your parents or they have an uncomfortable relationship with money, sometimes it's best just to totally, totally avoid it. And if that is the easier option, you can just pay for it yourself and not even go down this rabbit hole, then that might be the best result for you. <laughs> the 10th reason to pay for your own wedding is to avoid drama and fights. Now you may still have some drama um, just by the nature of, you know, two families coming together over a big important event that is expensive. Even if your parents aren't paying for it, um, you could still have some drama and there might still be uh, a few little spats. I hope, hopefully not full, full fights, but little spats. Um, for example, like I said, my partner and I are planning a very small low key wedding. It's probably going to cost us about $5,000 and we are paying for it ourselves. However, even in that situation where it is super low key, super low budget, and we're paying for it, uh, little spats do happen. So I was chatting with my mom the other day and she came up with the idea that we serve a trifle, a strawberry lemon trifle as our dessert. And I wasn't really into it. Um, we're not trifle people. I couldn't even tell you if my partner and I have ever had trifle together. Um, it's not a big thing for us. And we had kind of come up with this idea that all of the food for our wedding was going to be finger food. Um, you know, we're serving sushi and pizza. We were going to do a charcuterie board and then we were going to do donuts and like brownies or cupcakes or something for dessert. And I just thought it was kind of fun. I was like, oh, it's fun. Like, you know, we don't have to have any cutlery, everything you could eat uh, with your fingers. And for some reason, my mom got all upset about this and she was, you know, making a sourpuss face and she was so upset. She's like, I just don't understand. You're, you know, you're complicating things. You're being confusing. And we were kind of talking about different um, ideas. And I was like, oh, maybe we could do like, you know, fruit skewers, like do, um, so that's still handheld. And she's like, oh, that's even more complicated than a trifle. Like you want to cut up a bunch of fruit and put it on a skewer instead of just getting some bowls so people can have trifle. <laughs> and it was just, we were on completely different pages and it totally like threw me for a loop. And for some reason I was feeling fighty. So I wasn't really letting anything go and she must've been in a mood, but we did resolve it and kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, fruit skewers are too much work. A trifle is probably too much work. And we're just going to sort of figure out something else. And it really is not the uh, end of the world if we have to get some cutlery and we end up going for a cake or something like that that needs uh, plates and cutlery. <laughs> um, but, you know, just something like that. My mom and I are both low-key and it's a very low-key wedding, but a strawberry lemon trifle really uh, put a little wrench in things for a minute there. And we did have a little spat about it. Again, totally resolved. We're happy. We're on the same page. But that just goes to show that family drama cannot be completely avoided, even when there is no money involved. So 
if you do want to try to lessen the amount of drama and fights and, um, you know, avoid most of them, I think removing money from the equation definitely, definitely helps. Um, people have, you know, less of a say if it's not their money that's involved, less of stakes over, um, you know, what's going to happen if it's not their money that they have to spend, not fighting over, you know, let's say your parents want to invite those 50 friends from bridge club, (laughs) they can't say, oh, well, too bad, we're paying for it. You know, we get to invite them and you get into a big blowout over over that, Um, you can say no, actually, we're paying for it. So I'm sorry, the guest list is finalized. Um, You know, you get to decide what food you're serving what music is playing and you can say that, sorry, that's our decision. You know, that's, that's the final decision. And there might be some hurt feelings. There might be some drama. There might be some fights, but you won't have to fight for what you want because you are the one in control of the purse strings, which is super, super powerful. Um, and I think if you, you know, if you ever go onto one of those Facebook groups, the wedding groups on, on Facebook, where there are so many different uh, fights and dramas popping up all the time, people sharing different things happening in their wedding planning journey. I bet in probably nine out of 10 cases where people are talking about drama with their parents, if you ask them if their parents are paying, they would say yes, because more drama happens when there are more people involved and more money involved. It's just It's just how it goes. (laughs) All right, the final reason, the 11th reason why you might wanna pay for your own wedding is that you will have no huge crash back to reality after your wedding. So if your parents are paying, if they are putting tens of thousands of dollars into this event, it might be this huge, big fantasy. You feel like a prince or a princess. Um, Everything is just magical and lush and luxurious. And then you have this huge crash back down to reality post-wedding. And those post-wedding blues set in and you're sad when you go back to your one-bedroom apartment drinking, you know, your six-pack of beer out of the fridge instead of the penthouse suite where you got married or got ready the day before your wedding drinking champagne. Um, That's not to say that, you know, if you pay for your own wedding, it's not going to be nice. You can still stay in a penthouse suite and get champagne. Um, But if you're paying for it, it's probably going to be more realistic to your life and to your budget. There's not going to be this huge discrepancy between the two, between your wedding and between your real life, because you are funding both of those things. Um, So I think there's actually something to be said for having a wedding that is smaller, that is more realistic, that's more budget friendly, because there's not that huge difference between that wedding and just your everyday life, which um, doesn't make your wedding any less special. I just think it makes it easier to adjust back into everyday life. And it helps you to not feel disappointed when you go from, you know, this great, beautiful, wonderful wedding day, and now into married life, and you're not, you know, turning around and going, oh, crap, I'm stuck with this person. <laughs> like, that's it, where it's done. It's it's exciting still, because, you know, you didn't go from that really ridiculous fantasy land down to what <laughs> what you actually live every day. It's sort of all on the same page. And hopefully that page is still really lovely. All right, so you've listened to my 11 reasons why you might want to pay for your own wedding. And maybe you're thinking, okay, you've made some good points. Those are definitely some valuable things, but I'm not totally ready to say no to my parents' money. And I get it. It is very hard to say no to potentially tens of thousands of dollars of free cash that is being offered to you. Um, So here are some suggestions if you just kind of want to meet your parents halfway. So you kind of want to say yes to the money, but you also kind of want to say no. Here are some little like loopholes that you might want to take advantage of. So one option is to just let your parents pay for a part of the wedding. So instead of letting them pay for the whole thing, or instead of letting them say, hey, here's, you know, 
50% of the money or here's $20,000 for whatever you want. And of course, it's not whatever you want. Their opinions and their <laughs> priorities come into it. You can say, oh, that's so generous. Thank you so much. Can you cover just the rehearsal dinner? Or how about just the honeymoon? If you give them those parameters, they just have like the one event or the one area where their money is going. Um, that means they only have control over that one area. So let's say you give them the rehearsal dinner. You say, okay, the rehearsal dinner is all yours. You can pay for it. You can pick where it's going to be. You can choose the food, you can choose the guest list, um, you can decide who's going to give speeches, everything, you know, totally let them run with it. Then when they get upset over the, I don't know, hat you decide to wear, let's say you're wearing a hat for your wedding, you do you, um, you can say, you know, that's, that's no longer their decision. Sure, they have opinions, but you're paying for that part. So they, um, they can just be upset about the hat that you're going to wear. It's a lot easier to sort of redirect them to that one area that they're actually paying for and reminding them that they don't actually have say or control over these other areas. So I think that's super helpful if you can just give them a specific part of the wedding to pay for and not sort of free reign over the entire wedding. Another option is you could take it out as a loan. I know this is uh, controversial. You might be like, why, why would I want to pay back this money? But again, if you are paying it back, you might have a little bit more control, like we talked about. Um, obviously, this will work out a lot better than a loan from a bank, because hopefully your parents are not going to charge you any interest. And they probably don't mind if you are late on your loan repayment. It'll also make you think twice before totally going wild and blowing all of the money if you know you have to pay it back. And again, I think that comes back to helping you learn how to budget, learn how to prioritize, having that smaller, more realistic intimate wedding, and all the other pros we already spoke about. So that's an option. You might want to just take the money as a loan. Another option is to have a smaller wedding that's just for the two of you. So let's say your parents are, you know, refusing to not contribute. They're throwing you this grand 500 person, absolutely extravagant, wild wedding. You've made absolutely none of the decisions. They're basically just planning this whole thing and you just have to show up and get married. And it's really feeling like it is not your day. You're totally overwhelmed. A great option here is actually to have like a little secret wedding, just the two of you. And maybe it's the actual legal wedding. Like maybe you run off to the courthouse and you do your own thing. If that's going to cause more drama, it doesn't have to be a legal wedding. It could just be the two of you could go off to the park and exchange some vows, right? Like you could share love letters you write for each other, or you could hire a photographer and, you know, do a little photo shoot in your house or in your city at some favorite spots, little mini elopement. You could have some friends over, do a picnic, basically some sort of a celebration celebration of your relationship that is just for the two of you, that is about what the two of you want, and that is about your love. If the actual wedding day that your parents are, you know, putting together is really starting to feel like a big production that has nothing to do with you, I think it's kind of nice to create this separate side celebration that's actually about the two of you and that you pay for. Um, another option is to ask everyone to contribute evenly. So that would be your parents, your partner's parents, and the two of you. So you would split it, um, you know, 33% each. <laughs> this is difficult to do because obviously not everyone is going to be in the same financial situation. So let's say your parents are happy to put in $10,000, but your partner's parents are like, sorry, we can only do $5,000. Um, that makes it difficult. It's tough to get everyone to put in the exact same amount of money. Um, and it also means everyone has to be open about that money. And again, that might not be something that all of your parents are okay with. Maybe your parents are like, hey, we want to put in 10 grand. Please don't tell um, the, you know, the in-laws 
the number that we're putting in because people are people are weird about money so this is a tough one but if for some reason you're able to actually all contribute an even 33 percent and everyone knows about it that's kind of nice because then no one person has controlling power so it's not like oh, okay my parents paid for you know 80 percent of the wedding so they feel like they get to invite all these extra guests and they get to um, decide what food is served and what music is played it's like okay we all contributed evenly no one person or one group of people i guess one couple gets to make decisions for the wedding hopefully the decision does default to you and your partner um but if there ever is an issue you can kind of uh remind everyone that everyone has paid the same amount and that it shouldn't just be you know one parent or one couple i guess <laughs> two parents <laughs> making all the decisions uh lastly another idea is um even if the you know the two sets of parents are not contributing evenly i still think it's nice for you to contribute some so even if your parents have come to you or your partner's parents have come to you and said hey we want to pay for the whole wedding we're going to cover it no worries or hey we're going to pay for 70 percent and uh, the in-laws are going to pay for 30%. We've got it. I think it's still a really good idea for you and your partner to put in some money. Um, it does give you that little sense of control, that sense of agency. You really are involved in your own wedding. It's not this um, fantasy thing that's happening around you. It's it's reality. It's real. It's yours. You have that control. You have that decision-making power because you do hold the purse strings. Um, and you can actually invest in your own wedding, which I think is really, really special. Anytime my partner and I make decisions about our wedding, because it's our money, because we're the ones planning it, everything feels, um, you know, more real and more special and more important because it's actually our money. We're not just, you know, clicking things on a Pinterest board and someone else is making it happen. We are really making those decisions about what we want to invest in. And I think that's really important. So even if you can only kick in a couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars, whatever it is, I think it's really awesome to own a part of your wedding and have that be something that you and your partner both contribute to, you know, you budget for, you prioritize, and it really does feel like yours. Okay, so you've heard all of my <laughs> reasons for why you should pay. You've heard my, what was it, five or six suggestions for how to sort of do it halfway, just sort of accept a little bit of money. You've listened to all of this, and you've made it this far into the episode, and you're still saying, yeah, nah, I'm gonna take the money. <laughs> I really, mm, I want my parents to pay for this thing. Okay, go for it, Godspeed. As um, as I always say on this podcast, you know, I am just a fellow uh, person planning a wedding. I'm not an expert. Um, I don't have any control or care over your wedding. I want you to do it your way, your style, whatever works best for you. I'm glad you listened this far and hopefully you've taken some of these things to heart. So I will say if you are still accepting your parents' money, absolutely all of it, 100%, letting them take over, um, you know, pay for all the bills, that is great if that is the decision that's going to work best for you. I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode I did on how to talk to your parents about your wedding budget. I think it really um, will help you through that conversation and listen to that first, hopefully before you actually get into the wedding planning with your parents, because there are some really good uh, ground rules that you want to set. So you really want to make sure that you are on the same page with your parents, with your partner, that the communication is open and honest, and you sort of know where everyone stands. You want to make sure you're discussing issues before they come up. So, you know, that very first or second conversation you have about money, you are literally saying to your parents, hey, what happens if we want to invite 50 people and you want to invite 100? Or what happens if I choose an outfit that you don't like 
So really bringing those things up before they happen, um, setting some ground rules about how you're going to pay for things. Are your parents paying and you are, you know, and they're showing you the bill or do you pay and they reimburse you? How's it going to work? So definitely give that episode a listen. Um, and at the end of the day, whether you're paying, your parents are paying, your partner's parents are paying, everyone's paying a little, everyone's paying some, hopefully it is all coming from a place of love. Hopefully you have a good relationship with your parents and your in-laws and they are paying for your wedding or paying for part of your wedding or offering to pay for your wedding because they love you and they really just want you to have an amazing day celebrating your uh, love and your, your brand new marriage. Uh, the most important thing is just to remember that your relationships are more important than your wedding and they're more important than money. And that is all of your relationships. So your relationship with your spouse and your relationship with your parents. So come back to those relationships, come back to the point of all of this. You don't want to have this big extravagant wedding that costs all this money, but you know, lose that relationship you have with your mom or end up really, really angry with your fiance. Um, so making a decision based on not just money and not just a wedding day, but based on those relationships, what's going to be best for your relationship with your parents, what's going to be best for your relationship with your spouse, for your relationship with your in-laws. Because trust me, I have seen the fights in those Facebook groups. There are so many people who really, it sounds like they have done sort of irreparable damage with their parents or their in-laws, even their spouse, you know, getting into these horrible fights and all of this drama. And really none of that is as important. Um, none of the wedding, none of the money, none of that is as important as those relationships. So if you have to give up that beautiful $20,000 beachfront venue in order to, you know, be able to spend Mother's Day with your mom and not fight with your fiance every day, then maybe that's that's worth it. So something to think about, but I wish you all the best with your wedding planning. It is not easy. Budgeting is tough, especially when you involve family in it. Um, but you got this. <laughs> best of luck. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.